What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Impact is Greater Than Influence Unplugged. My name is Rodney Waits, and I'm your host. I am here today with an amazing guest and friend. This man is not only someone who's an entrepreneur, an investor, an author, but he's been a mentor of mine, and I've actually had him as a coach. He's a video marketing expert, and he's here today from ICE to Emmys, Brandon T. Adams. Hey, I'm great to be here, buddy. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Rodney. Yeah, man. You've been a huge inspiration to me and, as you call her, my better half. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I like being around good people. They have good hearts and want to go places. And those are the people I, I spend my time and energy on. It is. And I see that to be true. And just so everybody knows, you know, I actually was really blown away with the way that you treat people, man. Like this is all about the impact that you can have in this life rather than aspiring to have this influence, which doesn't always have impact. What do you think like in that walk of life that you've had that led you to be more focused on how you treat people so well? Because I couldn't say that anyone else before I had met them as an entrepreneur, I do the things you do, but you're excellent at it. Yeah. I mean, I've been a real entrepreneur and I've been through the craziest of times and I always think to myself, how would I want to be treated? Right. And so that's how I look at it. I treat people how I'd want to be treated, but I really just love people. I love helping people. I love providing massive value to them and putting them in the right direction. There's some people you just can't help. Yeah. I don't think you can ever help. They're just, they're in their own way. And there's people that are willing to learn and, and grow. And those people I love, pouring into because I know they're going to do something with it. I'm not just like talking to a wall and it's not going to do anything. But yeah, that's how I approach it. I mean, my father, since I was a kid, uh, would bring people. We have a cabin in Iowa and we do masterminds here every, every year now. And he would bring people in and he would cook food. We would sit by the fire. We would play cards. He just created experiences for people. And he, he would always try to help people. He really had a big heart. He still has a big heart. And so I saw that at a young age and I think it just kind of rubbed off of me and I wanted to do the same thing in my own ways. And that's what I do with not only in-person stuff and clients, but our events, rise and record events, masterminds, meetups. Uh, even when I go speak on a stage, like I treat it as the same kind of experience. Yeah, no, you do a great job at that. And uh, speaking of the rise and record, I actually went to this past one last year. And at the end of the show, I definitely got to let you plug that in, man, because we got to make sure that invite's out. Yeah, that was fun. It was, man. You brought some amazing people. And, you know, let's let's segue into how that's happened, right? Like when you have that attitude of wanting to help those that want to be helped, you're oftentimes going to help people capitalize on their strengths. And in turn, you're going to cultivate these opportunists. And you would be able to say very easily, you've been able to do that. Who is it usually that you look for when it comes to those opportunities and how you can help people? I love focusing time and energy on other champions or aspiring champions and like talented people in their own industries. Right. Because, I mean, you look at it, we only have so much time. <laughs> and especially when you're busy, everybody wants your time. And so for me, I want to, again, it goes back to impact, right? Yeah. How can I make the most impact, let's say, in the world? I focus time, money, and energy on people who are creating the most impact in their own way. And then if I can open up some doors, throw some dust on, pixie dust to help tweak a few things and like add value to them in a way that can help accelerate what they're already doing, that's that's what I love doing. And then also it's like cool experiences come from that when you're working with like the top one percenters in their industry. 
So that's that's what I look at. Again, people that are aspiring to become something or they're already achieving things at a very high level. And I know I can help them achieve their goals even faster. That's a great rule of thumb. I see that all over your life too. So with you being the person you are, it doesn't mean that the person on the other side of this doesn't see like what could have possibly happened, which is you've had that ability to see rock bottom. You've had that ability to go through trials yeah. of being an entrepreneur, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. I mean, I've been the lows, the lows of having no money and uh, everything being stripped from me from vehicle being repossessed to land be taken from me and, and everything I own taken away from me and, and having less than no money, having negative no money um, and, and just wondering what I was going to do. And as an entrepreneur, I figured it out. I didn't throw in the towel. I kept going. It was a, it's a tough trial sometimes, but that actually was a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to get a perspective on life and work and what it takes to take on things at a whole nother level, which allowed to really catapult me. So like sometimes things are holding us back for a reason, but it's holding us back, holding us back, and then it lets go and we catapult forward. And so those tough times were holding me back, catapult me forward to further places that I'm at today. Let's talk about that. Where is it today your passions lie? Yeah, my passions continue to lie in mastering my talents, producing content. I love producing content, whether high production or videos on my phone and empowering people, educating them and uh, getting them to do something. I love doing that. I love in my advisory business, like I sit on advisory boards and consult with other people and partners in companies, companies that are doing good for the world. So I'm again, taking my talents and helping companies grow. And then I partake in the upside because I'm a partner equity shareholder and then also get paid for my time. I'm really loving that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Like I talk about this a lot. One of the companies I'm a partner in is called the Drip Bar. It's IV health treatments. We have locations all over the country. You go in, you get a treatment, they put a needle in and, and have your vitamins go right into you. And you feel like jolt, like you feel like a million bucks. And, and so like that is something that is improving people's lives is helping people that are going through cancer actually feel better. That's exciting for me, those kind of companies. But also I love to continue going back to the cabin experience, like creating experiences for people that make them better people. They have fun. I have fun. They learn and they grow as a person and they grow their business. And so for me, that's a lot of fun. And how, what does that look like? The event you were at, Rise and Record, Masterminds, events I speak at, I'm just cultivating experiences. And so that's that's really my focus right now. And just continue going down the path I'm on. That's great. Yes, I can't wait to see where it takes you. Where did this start? Like, where did your entrepreneur bug come into play? Yeah, so it, it I was born with it, man. It's My father was an entrepreneur. I sold packaged ice for a living. So he had an ice business and he delivered ice to convenience stores and restaurants and bars. And I always say, as soon as I was born, I was had an ice bag in my hand. Like I remember being five years old and dragging bags of ice, 20 pound bags of ice to the end of the truck. And my dad would put it in the cooler. And so we had a wholesale distributor. We're delivering to different convenience stores. And so I got to see at a young age what it took to put hard work in, to sell sales, to do customer relations, like communicate with customers, speak with them. And then also have the drive to, hey, how can I grow the revenue of this business? And so that in the ice business eventually transitioned into, well, in a weird way is now 
whether it was video production, growing companies, uh, events. So it went into totally different areas, but there was core things I learned at a young age that I apply today. And so it all started from just being grown in the, the system. My dad a nice business. It's not usually the answer you get. So I had to make sure that people yeah. knew. That's exactly what I meant from like, I, I stole that by the way, somebody was doing a great edification of you. Cause I've looked at a lot of your content and they said from selling ice to award-winning Emmys. And I just, I thought yeah. that was amazing. I know the Emmys. There's a, from ice to Emmys. That's right. So there's this book uh, I want you to talk about that I've read and my girlfriend's read. And I know that so many people want to see possible for the, both their relationships and both their just entrepreneurial journey as a whole where did the success in your city and the success journey that you've gone on come from and tell everybody about a little bit about what you had to sacrifice in that adventure yeah so i've always been the guy that would throw out crazy dreams and ideas and then i would think about it and then i would talk about it and then i would say oh, i was going to do it and then i would do it and the flip side of that is when i went after some of those crazy ideas i didn't realize how hard it would be and the sacrifice it would take, but I still went through with it, even though it wasn't always the easiest. And so one of them was creating a, a TV series, docu-series called Success in Your City. And, and that came from, I had just got into production. I'd done my first show called Ambitious Adventures, um, which was all around travel and entrepreneurship. We had some success with it. it Emmy nomination, should have won an Emmy, it didn't. Um, got distributed on the Entrepreneur Network and Amazon Prime. And then, one day I was with my wife, uh, well, girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, Samantha, and we're sitting on a beach in Puerto Rico and we said, well, what are we gonna do next? And I always said, why don't we live in different cities around the country for a year? And, well, yeah, let's do that. How do, like, how would we do that? What would it look like? And then I said, why don't we film a TV series on it around success? And well, a few pina coladas later, we said, okay, let's do it. When we got home, we started planning it out. And so this is June of that year. So June of 2017, by October of 2017, we did a mini like 35 day road trip to the different cities we were gonna do. And then by December of that year, we left Iowa where we had a house at the time and started the endeavor for our trip around the country. And so we created the docu-series Success in Your City. How we funded it is through my own business, but also we got sponsors along the way to help fund some of the production. It was not easy because we're, we're getting the talent. We're flying in a film crew. We're, we're literally like doing all aspects, script writing, you name it. And this is a high level show. We got one episode in, we did the Shea Helm band story about a baseball player. Well done, success, go to the next city. That's where we kind of hit a brick wall for a while because uh, I had went through a buyout of the business partner, almost went under from all that. And then also it was just a tough time with everything we're doing. And we're asking, we're putting all this money into the show, but is anybody even going to watch it? Does anybody care? Because we had no distribution deal. It was more build it and we'll create it and then we'll figure it out. And so when we were in Texas, had a real like God moment of that really forced, like I believed again. And it was, uh, we literally had like no money. I was down on my last on credit cards. Right before you hit a huge breakthrough, you have this peaceful feeling of faith, like everything's going to be okay. You don't quite know what's going to happen. And then really shortly after that, things are okay. And so at that point in time, 
the okayness for me was because we were broke, no money. We didn't know what we we're going to do. Uh, we're in a different city. I had a deal that went through that made me quite a bit of money and completely like catapulted back on the road doing the show again. And so there we go again, next city, next city, next city. That was quite a journey. And we started questioning what success meant to us and because we're learning from all these people. Fast forward, the show ended up getting distribution through Amazon Prime. Now it's actually relaunching through a TV network that I'm a partner in called Bespoke TV, which will be going through DirecTV and other outlets. And the show won some Emmys. And it it was like people ask what it takes to so create a show or I want to go win an Emmy or whatever it is. I say it takes everything you have plus some. Yeah. And most people don't have what it takes because quite honestly, I don't even know. I didn't know if I had what it took because I almost lost everything in the process. And sometimes you, you ask yourself, is it worth the price? But I went through with it, fought through the battles, paid the dues and, and made it happen. And it made me a better person. And so that was the light at the tunnel. And now I'm, I'm grateful to share the story with, with you and other, other people listening. Yeah, the story matters. And I learned that a lot from the Rise and Record event. You know, a lot of people when they're worried about, you know, gas and time spent elsewhere, like I can tell you that that event, every single moment I knew I was like, I, I was supposed to be here. Because so many people were opening up about their stories. And that's what you and your awesome wife do is you empower people through sharing their stories. And she's done just the same on a whole different level. So I hope that somebody that's hearing this can be inspired because you have been to that point where you've lost. You have been to that point where you've been confused. And I think that's a big problem with entrepreneurs these days is we hit this overwhelm. And we don't really know what to do. And we start yeah. comparing ourselves to other business individuals. I mean, you probably had no idea that you would come in to own multiple different companies through the means you have, consulting, getting paid for your time. I mean, all of that probably came from you just being faithful in the process and just seeing yep. it as if it's already there for you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's being faithful in the process, but also bringing a unique value to the table that it's not only the value, but it's also your energy and, and, and belief in what you're, you're providing your time for Because I obviously have value to give to these companies, but they know that I'm a good person that really ultimately wants them to succeed. And there's something to say about that. Like people that are good people that really want to help grow something yeah. because I take it personal. I think back in my ice days, like if somebody is coming in my company and, and want to be a partner in it and helping like, I want to make sure, obviously, like providing the value. So it's, it's fun. How long did it take you, like as an entrepreneur, as a man, to convince yourself of your value? Because that's sometimes a struggle we have as entrepreneurs. And we're thinking, like, can we do it? Like, are we even going to be able to execute at that level? Like, where did that start for you? And like, what do you still do to this day to kind of get past that point over you might have some self-doubt? Yeah, you get enough wins, you you understand your value. and wins being like financially, like how much money you made in a certain amount of time or deals in my mind, like that gives confidence because you did that. Right. And then also like achievements. So like, Hey, different milestones you achieved in a certain industry that showed that you created something most people couldn't do. And so that's one thing too. And then after you get enough wins, you build up this confidence and belief in yourself that anything's possible, especially after like, I went through those obstacles with the show and everything. Right. And almost having to file bankruptcy. And then, getting out of it. Like you get this confidence of like, nothing can take me down. Nothing can stop me. And then you just build up this confidence and belief in yourself that then propels towards the people you're looking to work with. 
because you truly got to believe like if you don't believe in what you're selling you can't sell it but if you actually believe in it you're going to sell it and so for me a couple wins over the years were like my first tv show hey confidence was built my first i remember my first invention i had arctic stick it was an idea in my head to mark product the market trademark patents everything that was just an idea that became a reality so that was confidence right even though i never really made money with that endeavor and then one of the big things for me was I remember this is when I was 26. I'm 33 now. I, I became one of the producers and the youngest featured member of the movie Thinking Rich Legacy, which is based on the book Thinking Rich. And so that was confidence for me because it's like, hey, I thought my way into that opportunity and became a reality. And I was helping take Napoleon Hill's work to the next level. That was a win for me. And then eventually you get enough wins. You just have so much confidence of what you can do. You realize, hey, I can really achieve anything, but how can I take it to the next level? I never let those wins get to me. Yes, they're great stories, great examples of success, and it helps you get more opportunities, but right. you can never let it get to your head because then the second you think you know it all and you you don't need to get better is, I believe, when you start losing. And so I like to be the underdog, and I like to continuously think, like, I always have to get, how can I get better? How can I improve? Now can I go to the next step? And so that's how I gain my confidence. Little steps along the way. It's no different than going to the gym, Rodney. I go to the gym every day. You go to the gym, you work out. Next time you go, you feel a little better and more confident. You keep doing more weight, doing like pushes. You get more confidence. It's putting the reps. It is. It's reps. I love that you're sharing that because not only can someone see that that's obviously something you've been willing to do and you've been able to do and they can watch and go and model some of that behavior, but that's truly the most important thing about it is like if you want to become more confident, then start to stick with something for long enough to see yourself get better. Like a lot of people quit. Like I've quit so many different times in my entrepreneurial career and I've gave up on myself and you have so much more than just yourself to show up for every single day. So that's powerful. Here's all the saying, like I always say this to myself, either you'll figure a way to achieve something or you'll make an excuse of why you didn't achieve it. And so for me, I never wanted to say, this is why I quit, I had to quit. I just did whatever it took. And sometimes that meant sleeping in my truck. It meant um, being in very uncomfortable conversations or situations or having the bank call me or debt collectors call me, like just conversations and, and things that most people would never want to go through. Right. But I knew, I wasn't going to make an excuse or give up. And so because I pushed through those uncomfortable situations, eventually I saw more progress and then eventually I got out of it and came out stronger. You know, I'm curious in the level that you're at right now, like you've said, you've worked with some of the top 1% businesses and uh, you've got an amazing mentor and you know business partner. Now, do you see those problems still exist at high earning companies to where they're still kind of fearful of every bit of their strategies and their talents and or is it something 100%, figured out 100 there's all saying every level has another devil yeah um and it's as you make more money or take on bigger projects there's different pain points you experience that put more pressure on you that most people aren't willing to take and so like some people might be okay with hey settling for this and nothing wrong with that just know that's their thing for me I'm gonna like this, let's conquer the world, let's be the best, let's grow, it's constantly growing. So I'm still pushing myself out of my comfort zone where most people where they're at my stage would kind of be on idle. For me, no, 
I don't want to call it taking risks because I, I believe anything I do, I'm going to win, but it's just doing things, keep pushing myself to do at another level. That's beyond what I even think is possible, but I'm pushing myself, forcing myself to grow into that. And other big companies, there's people with insecurity or imposter syndrome, or they don't know their own potential and they need to see what's possible. And then you help them realize it, which helps them become the best. Now that's impact. I love that. I can see that being something that would be a world changer, even at that level and at any level. So that's really great that you get to be a part of that experience. Out of all those businesses and out of working with all the partners that you have, is there a certain rule of thumb that you've kind of had to learn approaching every situation to kind of tell yourself so that you can better assess how to bring a company more revenue or better assess how a company can do better by capitalizing on their strength? What's one thing that you take to every single business to where you say, okay, if I know this, I'm going to know where they are in business right now? Yeah, I for people I go into business with, I energy is a big thing and their vibe. Like I was on a call earlier and it was an introduction call and they were interested in getting us involved and just the energy was not there. Like it right. was just, they were just like, Hey, you're going to pitch us. And then I, I really ended the call. And I said, I, I don't think we are a right fit for you. We wish you the best. Like, I'm not just going to take any deal. I don't care how much money they want to give you. It's going to be something where we really connect. We have kind of vibe in different levels, but also they have a clear vision and desire to grow something. Right. And they got to be coachable because if they're not coachable, or not open to collaboration, like it's not going to work. And so the approach I take for a company is usually from a business and marketing mindset is, okay, how can we come in and how can we help with growing through marketing and branding, but also through potentially capital or strategic partnerships? Because obviously all the events I've done over the years, I've gained connections with so many people of different walks of life from hosting events, speaking events, um, being a part of some success stories. So I have unique people I can bring to the table. And so I look at, okay, what are the low hanging fruit from introductions? How can we put a great marketing plan in place? How can we help the CEO or founder continue to grow their brand and reputation? And what other things can we put into place to help grow this company? If I'm getting a part of a company as a partner, I want to see where as a potential to have a hundred million or billion dollar exit, because it then from a financial standpoint, I know my time and energy and effort could be a huge upside versus just kind of getting paid for your time. Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes sense. And when it comes to that exit that you refer to, you're usually talking about a sell-off or usually talking about a step down and the systems take care of it. What does it usually look like? So IPO, we have multiple companies that have gone public. Um, so public, but even when they go public, you got to obviously have value in the stock and liquidity where it's, it's growing. So going public, getting acquired where it's just becoming a cash cow. And then it's, again, it's on idle and it's continue paying me every month. Every situation is different, but always looking at what is the upside and, and where is the pathway to the liquidation? Um, because there's some companies that may never liquidate. You could, I mean, you could be working with it for years. Like you could have 80% equity in a company, but if it's never going to be worth something of huge value, then you're wasting time and energy and equity that won't be worth something, right? Yeah. So I I say no a lot more. Uh, and I will admit, I'm probably, I'm, as many ideas and projects I see, I'm probably saying no to the next billion dollar company, but I'm going to make mistakes all investors, advisors do. 
but the good news is I'm saying yes to a lot of great ones too. That's great news. Yeah. And the reason you would say no to that billion dollar company is potentially right. If I'm looking at it correctly is aren't you already working with a lot of amazing companies that have that potential to be billion dollar companies, if not multi-billion dollar companies? A hundred percent. Like we have, I have a couple companies, like three companies in a portfolio right now that are worth over a hundred million. And there's a couple that I see the pathway to billion dollar companies. And like, I really believe in it. And I know that when those liquidation events come, I mean, I will be getting a lot of money from those situations. But again, I believe in it. Like, it's not just all about the money. Money can do good for great things. It can provide impact. It, I mean, anybody that says it's not all about the money, like it's not all about the money, but also being broke doesn't justify anything. I've been broke. Like if people say it's not all about the money and uh, money doesn't, money is uh, the root of all evil. I can tell you when I was completely broke and they had money or food and my significant other was going through a hard time because we didn't have money. Like that is no justice and does no good. And I couldn't help anybody during those times because I couldn't even help myself. Yeah. So I believe in generating massive wealth and doing good with it. Like I don't care about really fancy things. Yes, I want to treat myself, but like I'm not doing it to go get a fancy ass half a million dollar car or any of that. I'm doing it to provide value to the world, but also have the ability to do things for people that most people can't do, whether it's providing to a charity, it's creating experiences for people that I invest in that make their life better, like doing good to the world and doing it in the way I want to do it. Yeah, that's amazing priorities, honestly. And I've seen all the charitable efforts. I mean, not only from just reading your book, but seeing all yeah. the things that you've been able to do for people in person and on stage. Well, you know, I think the most important thing and lastly that I would like to be able to talk with you about is something I ask almost every single guest. And we've hit on it, you know, every single other part of the conversation. But like you just mentioned, you don't like to buy the $500,000 cars. You don't want to go and take your money and just throw it in a hole in the ground and be like, well, you know, that's just money that I can make again. Like you have intentionality and purpose behind everything you do and you're creating a life full of experiences to the person that's listening to this and they see the type of businessman and entrepreneur you are, how would you kind of either separate or collaborate with impact being greater than influence? And what would that mean to you? Impact and influence go hand in hand because having influence creates impact, right? So like me being able to influence people in the right way for the good, that makes more impact. It's like me influencing high level people and then they can use their platform to create more impact for the world and more money for the organization and everything else. And so that's how I look at it. It all kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, there's different ways to look at influence. So like there could be bad influence. So like influencers that maybe they use their influence in ways that aren't in the best interest of their followers, which also has them look at things in a different way. I mean, everybody has their own opinion, different things, but like make sure you're using your platform and influence for good and not going off the broken path and using it for ways that maybe just invalue you and not your audience. That's it. That's perfect, man. Yeah, no, I had a feeling I knew what your answer would be because you used your influence the correct way. And a lot of people, they think that I'm kind of out to expose every influencer, every person of influence, and it's just not so. Thank you, Brandon, for being here. I really Thank appreciate you, buddy. it. Tell everybody where they can go and follow you, support you, and just become more involved with Brandon T. Adams and everything you're doing. 
you can find me everywhere on social media at Brandon T. Adams. My website is Brandon T. Adams. And then I'd love for uh, your listeners to come hang out with you, me, and everybody else at Rise and Record this year. It's riseandrecord.com. It's October 17th through the 19th in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, guys, you heard it there. It's going to be definitely a great time. Go to his social medias. Go check out everything he's doing and start using more video and everything you're doing because your story matters. This has been an episode and an interview with Brandon T. Adams. Thank you, and we will see you on the next episode.